Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. And also new at Keller's Garden Center is the Zen Chaser Bonsai Studio, offering bonsai trees, supplies, and classes. Visit them on their social media page for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. This episode is also brought to you by Paulson Tours. For almost 30 years, this family-owned and operated business has been sending people to sports games, racing events, concerts, vacations, and more. I myself have been using Paulson Tours for trips to Red Sox games, wine festivals, and an annual guy's trip to Boston for St. Patty's Day for almost 15 years. Check out the current trips being offered over at paulsontours.com. Life's a trip. Go with Paulson Tours. Hello. Welcome to the show, Sweet Nest. Hey, hey handsome. I feel like we've been trying to set this up for a long time. Yeah, and then life happened and then everything else. It's tough, right? Yeah. And we're going to just hope for the best with the three dogs sitting behind us. Because oh, fingers crossed. Your dogs. There's going to be dogs at some point. Well, we're hoping not, but... There's going to be dogs. We'll try. <laughs> I had one. It was uh, with the Scoville unit. He, uh, him, and his wife had some dogs run in and out. Um, there's probably been uh, maybe two or three episodes where dogs uh, and cats have appeared in video. Sometimes uh, my own have appeared, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. What kind of animals do you have? I just have. I have one cat. I used to have two. Now I have one. Aww. The one died last year. He was eight, almost 18 years old, diabetic for 10 of the 18 years. Uh, the vet didn't know how he was still alive that long with diabetes, but uh, survivor, I guess. He was a happy guy. Yeah, he was the best. I had <laughs> him. I knew him, or I had him longer than I like in any other relationship, even my wife. Like I, I had him before I met my wife. So it was a, definitely a sad day. It's, it's, course interesting how those pets can uh make you cry oh absolutely (laughs) constantly even when they're too cute yeah for sure or when they eat your bed which is currently what we're going (laughs) through our puppy started eating my mattress so that's (laughs) that's pretty fun so they're puppies one is kind of one is yeah he's one yeah he's little so he's like yeah he's right at that age where he's really getting into trouble a lot of fun. I, I, 
hopefully one day I get a dog when my children are older, I can help take care of it sure. because I take care of them. Like they're animals. Now just, my daughter Ooh. just took her first four or five steps today. Oh, wow. Congrats. So it's matter, thank you. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before she's running around and I'm chasing her and you know, How old is she? Uh, she just turned one in July. And then my son will be six in oh gosh. December. Yeah. So it's uh fun times here at the Popco household. <laughs> You're busy. Yeah. So that's why I do these late at night. So thank you for taking the time. Of try course. To, try to do the dad stuff and husband stuff before I disappear into the basement. I definitely respect your drive to keep on with everything, you know? Well, thank you. Yeah. It's coming up on three years. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. We watch them all, so. Well, thank you. Yeah, hopefully one day I'll be, I'll be out of the basement and into like an official studio. That would be yeah. the ideal situation. There's nothing better than a conversation face-to-face. You totally. Know? Totally. You, you guys could come in. We can give some hugs. How you doing? I'll offer you some water, an alcoholic <laughs> beverage if you were to so choose. You know, it'll, it'll be a, a, a nice, nice situation. But yeah. for now... We'll still do the internet thing. We'll totally. have dogs in the background. Hey. We'll, we'll have internet go in and out. Um, <laughs> the audio will be uh, as good as possible, considering the the situation of you know online. Justin from Onic Development does a great job of tweaking this. Oh, uh, sweet! You guys came prepared with a, a nice mic setup, so that's helpful. So this is you. honestly like all his thing. Like I. I write music, but I don't all the technical stuff and like electronics and like that's not my. I like the stream playing guitar sometimes, so I kind of have everything like set up. To yeah, do that. plus he's like normally into computer stuff, but <laughs> I, this is, I can't. Stuff. I can't take. <laughs> that's what I do for it's my career. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, wait, I like the quotes, computer stuff. Like you're, <laughs> you're a joke. You're a joke, Matt. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, a little, a little computer career, huh? Yeah, you know he does. Those, he's always typing. <laughs> well, I see you have a Game Boy in the background there. That's that's pretty sweet. Oh, I got a lot of cool stuff, man. Yeah, I got this, cool don't look. This is gonna be like cribs, but it's just all Matt's nerd stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like video game stuff. Guitar yeah. amps are over there. Guitars are over there. <laughs> it's a lot. I, There's a lot going in as soon as you walk in our house. Yeah, <laughs> I just found my Game Gear not too long ago. Really. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. What's it worth to you? I don't know. A kiss? <laughs> <laughs> it's worth more than that. Come on. <laughs> I'll do this one of those things. Like, I know what I have. I know what I have. I don't know if it turns on. I haven't tried it yet. It probably I'm, does. I'm assuming my Game Boy is at my mom's house somewhere as well, but I'm not sure. But that was that was sweet. Game Boy was the shit. Yeah, I got, I think I have, well, that's actually a clock. It's, but I do have a real one down there. It's somewhere. really, it's really creepy. It like plays this terrifying song, but not normally. So it's just randomly, it goes off. It's absolutely terrifying. I don't have it set to go off. And sometimes it just, it'll be does. like three in the morning and it'll be like, me, 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 me. And I'm like, oh, hell, the battery is no. dying. So it's like a really slow Tetris theme. It's like at terrifying. three in the morning. It's like, ah. Eh. And we watch a lot of ghost shows, so it's like, I, I love it. It's not to use a pun, but it's very alarming. I love it. Sure, that's awesome. 
I love it. I hope it goes off during this interview. Oh, imagine. Yeah. We'll see. Well, thanks again for doing this. I feel like uh, we never get an opportunity to really uh, talk at length, right? We're always like in passing or you're playing a show, you're on stage or off stage, you're on to the next thing or whatever it might be. And, you know, I'm what I do and I just run around like, like a nut and uh, I'm at shows. I'm not at shows. And it's 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 been a tough, yeah, tough. He's trying to talk to you. Not that. No, it's not. It's definitely not that. It's, it's like it's a line a, to get to you. We're like, oh, uh, yeah, I wish. I wish that. <laughs> I always said, I, I wish I, I hope one day I have that like kind of influence where like I keep doing this, it grows and like I change someone's life. Cause that would be pretty sweet, but really, really quick, uh, shameless plug. And I'm going to do this now because before I forget, uh, and I'm only going to do this because it benefits others. Um, pop goes Porter is, uh, back on tap at the back mountain brewing company in Dallas, Pennsylvania. It's not in cans. Uh, we did a can release last year, last October, uh, where all the proceeds went to uh, the Lake Lehman Music Program. It's back on tap at Back Mountain Brewing Company. Uh, and a dollar from each pint sold will go to the Lake Lehman Music Program once again. So uh, just heads up on that. Anyone watching or listening who's in the Dallas area or likes good beer. Yeah, very cool. It's an excellent beer. But um, sorry, I had to do that. Oh, I'm glad you said something. But um, yeah, so we don't get to talk that often. So this is going to be cool. Uh, it's been a minute. I uh, guys, you guys are fresh off of the uh, Good Things Are Happening Festival. Yeah. How was that? I missed it. I was out seeing uh, Incubus. Yeah, which is super cool as well. I think we texted about it, but um, yeah. it was it was great. It was there was an awesome turnout. Weather hold, held up for the most part. Um, but yeah, great turnout and um, all the bands were awesome. Like the whole day, it was hard to pick a time like, oh, should we go let the dogs out? Because it's like you didn't want to miss anybody. It's right. like that's how many good bands were on it. Um, but yeah, you can tell like so much effort went into that. And oh, my gosh. Yeah, I hope yeah. good things continue to happen. Uh, you know, obviously that is uh, put on by uh, James Barrett. Uh, he yes. started it last year, second year, and hopefully we'll that'll continue to grow every year. And hopefully next year I'll make it. I hope so too. You'll have to just he'll have to tell you the date like before, way before. Well, I was texting him earlier, and he goes, "We need you there next year." And I said, "Well, sir, you scheduled that around me." No <laughs> <laughs> kidding. But yeah, I actually funny story. I was at Guitar Center today with our friend Summer. She works there, but I got a call from James today. And he said, are you at Guitar Center? And I said, yes. And I said, why? He goes, he, 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 hangs up. <laughs> Just walks in the store and approaches me. And so we we gave hugs and he's still, you know, we chatted about it. And he's really just overwhelmed with like the support and uh you know, just everything that goes along with it. I think he's kind of coming down from the, because like I said, that work that went into it behind the scenes is like yeah. amazing. It's Team ambitious. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I can't, I can't really imagine how crazy it is. I really can't. To try to get everything arranged and oh my God. No, that's, that's a funny that's nightmare for me. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's like, like the worst days of my life. <laughs> If I had to do that, if I honestly think about it, 
I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it. I tell everybody I'm going to do it and just not. <laughs> well, I remember last year, like he put it together so quickly last year. And um, I don't know that I doubted him, but I remember him calling me and saying, what do you think about this idea? And in my head, I'm like, dude, that's a great idea. I mean, I love music. I would love for you to put something on. I would love to, you know, it to be at a, a great venue. But like in my mind, like I'm like, oh, there's so much red tape to to jump through, and there's like all this other shit to worry about. And, and he wanted to do it in like three months. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no way, there's no way. And the son of a bitch did it. He did it. Also, I'm so glad you started cursing because I'm like, can we curse on here? That's why I was like, yeah, it's the internet. You can do whatever you want. I'm just glad that you're letting it fly because yeah. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, you got some f bombs in the in the holster. Oh yeah. Nice. Always. So, you know what's really funny when I was I, I remember <laughs> I think I I played your song oh my god, uh, mm-hmm. on Alt ninety two one when I had a radio show, yeah. and I think I played that song with the word shit, um, <laughs> not bleeped out. I know that's like a curveball. You like don't see that one really coming I, with us, but uh, I I don't know that anyone um caught that. Thankfully, because oh. I may have gotten in trouble for that, but uh, I, I couldn't believe it because I, I was like uh, mortified, and I was like, "Shit, I can get, <laughs> I can get some trouble here." But, um, but yeah, like I said, it's like not like because all that entire album until until now, um, is so good and just kind of uh, it, you know not not any curses I don't think except for that one song. I'm not sure. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not the lyric person. No, there's no. I think it's just that song, but whatever. I decided to play it, and I was like, "Shit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) shit." She said, "Shit." She said, "Shit." Yeah, I think it's just oh my god, because it was actually weird. Because when we were like submitting our music, it's like, "Is this album explicit?" And I was like, I had to check yes. I was like, "Oh my god," right? Like you hear it, you hear it, and you wouldn't really think that. So it's like. It yeah, was kind look, of funny to me. Yeah, looking back now, I think that that's the only song that had an yeah. E next to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, we're we're clean. We're good. We're great for the children. You yeah, know what I mean? We're, we're family friend. What do you plan it, or is it just like 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 do you try not to curse in your songs? Oh no! I mean, I think if it just happens, like organically it'll stick unless it's like something you know real weird but um no like that one was just written that way and i just it's funny when we play it live like i have to gauge the crowd i'm like ah looking for kids looking for someone who well old people it goes either way but um you know i would look around and say huh i'm either gonna say shit or i'm gonna just go away from the mic i like don't try to really we we probably should come up with like a clever. You could just say stuff. I know, but that's like so boring. You know, I mean, you could say sheet. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. I think stuff would sound like more like harsh okay. than shit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Stuff. Like, what did she just say? Stuff. Exactly. Or like if you said it shit. Just, it would just be like you know. that. Just rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it's it's never like intentional. A lot of my songs. I just kind of hit record on my phone and I'll strum along and just kind of like, not like freestyle, but you know, 
just kind of find a melody I like and then just kind of start rambling. Kind of like if you think about like free writing with poetry where people just sit and they write and they write and they write and they write and then eventually they kind of pick pieces out of it. It's kind of like that where I kind of like cast a line and then just mess around. And if something sticks, I roll with that. And then my memory isn't awesome. So it helps to have it recorded. So then I could go back and say, okay, that was a really cool line. And then go from there. But no, I don't avoid cursing, I guess. Hmm. You, I just wanted, uh, go yeah. ahead. Oh, um, what the fuck? I, didn't, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> See how we are? You can't take this anywhere. I don't know how she records. Her and I don't have the same musical writing experience. We're we're pretty much the opposite when it comes to like recording, when it comes to playing shows, when it comes to doing almost everything. (laughs) But I think that's why it works. Yeah. You know, like, because if we were both, you know, not high strung, I, you know, (laughs) but you know what I mean? I get nervous. And then he's like, who cares? Yeah, we're right. having fun. It's music. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, what do you mean? <laughs> of course we care. Blah, 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 blah. But it, like I said, it, it's a balance, but it works. Um, right. But we are opposites pretty much in those in those ways, especially, you know, recording and everything, mm-hmm. too. Have you guys been together um, all the way back to uh, the 2018 Until Now album? relationship wise or band wise uh both whatever well we were doing music long before we decided to date um we were just friends for a while but um yeah we've been matt's been with me through the entire recording process um he (laughs) our dogs are fighting literally right behind us can you hear that they're very quiet they're very quiet Quiet okay, fighters. Like, like they're, they're actually like wrestling. Um, That's funny. So they're showing off for you. Nice. Oh, the third one's getting involved. Anyway. Oh, there's three. Nice. There's three. And they're all roughly 90 pounds. So. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah. But anyway. Um, uh, recording how we record differently. And Oh, our relationship. Okay. I was going to say, you better keep us on track because we get distracted easy. Um, but yeah, so basically he's been recording with me forever. And then I had tried to start bands before, um, but it just never worked out with people and schedules. And when it was, even when it was in college, it was still really hard to get together with people. So um, I was always just a solo act just because it was easier. Um, and it was what I was used to. Um but when I met Matt, when we became friends, he kind of opened my eyes to like, okay, you can do it with other people. It doesn't have to be so private. It doesn't have to be. So that's Matt is the reason I even met, um, you know, Ed, Ed Cuzo and Jay and all of those guys, Dan, Dan Rosler. Like he's mm-hmm. the reason that I really got introduced to those people. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, I grew up with those idiots. So we had a lot of fun growing up, getting a lot of trouble. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say thank God for Matt. Oh yeah, Those absolutely. Yeah, in more in more ways than one, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Twenty eighteen is pretty much like the start of everything. I should. Oh, I want to mention just Scott Jordan too, because I grew up with just so I can call him an ugly son of a bitch on this. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Jordan. <laughs> Shout out Scott Jordan. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Why is why is Scott Jordan a son of a bitch? Oh, he's my best friend. He's been my best friend since high school. Yeah. 
even in like elementary almost. Sure. And that's how they show their affection. You know, everybody's different. No, I, I like it. That's what men do. I think that's how we 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 greet each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, whatever works. Like a finger in the butthole or like called a jab slap or whatever. Remember back in the day with kids? A pickle poke. <laughs> what was that? A pickle poke. I don't remember that one. Oh. <laughs> Just me? Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm the only one who got pickle poked. Who knows? <laughs> Titty twisters, you know, it's like yeah. all the all the good stuff with the us men. <laughs> we'll never grow up. That's just what we do. But that's it. There's, there's, that's a good thing. Truly, you know, like you can't take things seriously all the time. You just can't. No. It's, it's not right. Life's too hard to like worry about shit like that. Totally. And my grandma used to say, you "Either laugh or you cry." You know. So. Yeah. That's kind of something I live by too. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Because you're right. It is one or the other, basically. And a sort of. I mean, it yeah. makes sense, you know? Yeah. So 2018, when uh, Until Now uh, came out, were, were you guys like still just friends and had a working relationship? Or were you guys like dating as yeah, well? Yeah, it was, it was a mix. It was, we started really dating kind of like that summer. Um, but yeah, oh, up until then, just friends, you know, like... James Barrett says like musical companions, like that's like the vibe that we had. And um, it also helped because we had dogs. <laughs> so we would go to the dog park and listen to music and write and talk. And like, it was, it was good. You know what I mean? It was, um, it was always just super healthy, um, super laid back, very comfortable. Um, but yeah, around that time is when pretty much everything started and blossomed and, began and five years later we're still here we, we are that's great by the grace of god <laughs> yeah we're here um but yeah it, it doesn't feel like five years ago but like you said it, it does it's, yeah. it feels longer or whatever time like we talked about is an illusion it doesn't um, exist it's fake doesn't exist it's like no make it make sense you can't i was actually just thinking about this like yesterday maybe it was just like how like you know who decided like there's 60 seconds in a minute and 60 minutes in an hour and 24 hours in a day and 365 i mean i'm sure there's I think, I think the mines or whatever but like i'll be know. driving on the highway like who did this yeah, who did like i'm surprised who, did, who made this road who I'm made this like was this just a mountain right yeah who, who, who was just like let's do this yeah it's wild to think about and I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Like in today's world, like someone hasn't tried to like uh, battle time. Like, totally. Why they haven't tried to cancel time, right? <laughs> totally. Like, no, time's not real. Like the flat Earth and shit like that. Like, <laughs> well, I know. Like one thing that always like melts my brain is when people are like, "We're gonna just get rid of daylight savings time or whatever." It's like it's that you know, like yeah. malleable. You can just like choose to just be like hey that hour doesn't exist or it does or just like yeah. and also make a decision because like every year they're like we're canceling it because right. like that's the way it's gonna go but then it never happens and then and then it's dark at four o'clock so yeah and then the seasonal depression sits in and sure i hibernate sure. in the winter 
Yeah, he does. I'm a summer person. He, he, he's summer. like, I am, I am so hot all the time. And he's not. He's chilling. He's comfortable. You know what I mean? So summer is like my nightmare unless I'm like <laughs> swimming, swimming or like whatever. I love being outside, but have to have like something to cool off. Yeah. And then I'm totally chill. But he's like, oh, I love when you could see the asphalt. Like, oh, I like, I like it when you can smell the asphalt melting. And I'm, no like, dates. I'm like, you, there has to be something wrong with you. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, As you look we up, said before, to each his own. Yeah, you look above it and you can see it like it's like the heat, like exactly. the waves. And I'm like, I'm in hell, and he's like, "This is heaven." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm worried that we're gonna get whacked with snow this year. Uh, I have no idea what to expect. Like last year, I got nothing last year. Yeah, got nothing. I don't think I shoveled once last year. Yeah. I don't know if I did either. <laughs> that reminds me, we um we are millennials, you know what I mean? So um the one year Matt was Matt works from home, so he's always here. But his little was, computer. Yeah, his, yeah right. whatever these things are, contractions. So he was like, someone knocked at our door and it was a kid, but I say kid like maybe college or a hair younger. Cause you know, we're 30 and, um, I say he was in his young twenties. So he knocks on our door. Hey, I'll shovel you out. And that was when we got hammered. Like that one time we got hammered and, um, it was like almost two feet, I think. And we live in downtown Scranton, so they don't take care of the roads at all. Mm -hmm. Um, or the sidewalks or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we said, yeah. And then we realized we didn't have cash. So in very millennial fashion. Oh, we Venmoed him. We Venmoed him. <laughs> I was Nothing like, you got that. Venmo, kid? <laughs> yeah, and he was just like, yeah. And that was the end of it. But people don't believe that we paid a kid through Venmo to shovel our sidewalks because that's such an old-fashioned thing to do is like kids going door-to-door to shovel the sidewalks. It's like... I told him to come back. He never did. <laughs> well, that's so here. I'll tell you, I'll share a similar story. Except mine was... So these kids, I live in a development and these kids were coming around and uh, it was like a dusting. And these kids, I think they tra- like wanted like 20 bucks. But like, so I'm like, there's no way they deserve $20 for the amount of snow they're shoveling, right? But I'm like, you know what? I appreciate the effort. I appreciate the the nod to generations past. Like these kids are hustling. They want to make some money. They, they want to earn it. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to pay in the 20 bucks now. And it'll be kind of like an incentive to come back when it matters. Yeah. Those fuckers never came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're like, yeah. I was like, what? I'm like, I gave you money. I gave you cash. Like, come back when it matters. Money. I'm old. Like, I need help. Bastards. Yeah. I'll wait to the very last minute before I shovel just because I'm always waiting for a kid to come by and I'll pay him whatever he wants. I'm like, why do you wait so long to like go out? And he's, and, and honestly, he just revealed why. So, mystery solved. Smart. Smart. So, it is smart until it, until no one shows up and, um, and it's dark outside. You're shoveling in the dark, slipping on ice. It's turned to ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And we live on a hill. You know, it's good times. Yeah. He's a risk taker. I like it. You could say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll never forget when I first heard um, that album until now, and it was 2018. I think I was actually. I think you may have given it to me when. Or after you were on the NEPA scene podcast with Rich Howells yes. and I. Mm-hmm. And I put it in the car on the way home. 
And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is amazing. Like, um, the arrangements on it, just the music, the voice is incredible. And I was just like, I wish I had listened to that prior to that interview because I probably would have spoke a lot more about it. Um, but I'll never forget that. Like, I mean, to this day, it still gives me chills. Um, and then yeah, you have- I, I wouldn't, for- I'm sorry to cut you off, no, but no, I, I can't forget it either because I remember when you reached out, like I was genuinely shocked. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't know you super well. It was our first time ever meeting mm-hmm. and I knew you were into music and the music scene around here. And I didn't know, like, I was like, oh, is he going to just like put this on and just be like, this shit sucks and just like throw it out the window on the drive home. So when you contacted me and you were like, so like you connected with it i was like so happy to hear that like that's something i'll never forget either because that was right when i started trying to share my music mm-hmm. so that's something i won't forget either <laughs> yeah well it's a shame because i feel like i'm not gonna i'm not trying to pat myself on the back but i feel like it hasn't been picked up by anyone else that has a, a local radio show even to this day and it's a shame because I mean that, that thing that happened a lot with you know when that show ended and I left. That was uh, a heartbreaker. Yeah. yeah, but like I, there was so, there's so much out there that I featured that just never gets the recognition on other stations, which I I can't stand. It drives me fucking crazy. It's just, that's a shame because this area is just like so good. It's filled, saturated with talent and yeah. like different talent and. As you know, just like our friends Jermaine, mm-hmm. Ty Soul, John Clausen, like yep. we were all over the board with our taste of music. And that was the cool thing because like your show really showcased, you didn't just pick a genre and like nail it into the ground. Like it was right. like you you would get everybody from every corner out into Tried. the open. And that Tried. was and that was how we that's how we made a lot of co- like local connections too. Like, hey, just heard you guys on like Popco show, just da, 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 da. so like that was like a really big moment like for us and the community. So, you know, thanks for doing that, and I wish it, it didn't stop. But this yeah. is cool too. Well, this I'm glad cool. I made an impact. Um, and I'm glad. I, I always say too, like I feel like now and even back then, um, the scene was much more of a collaboration than it was in you know 15, 20 years prior to that. So I'm happy that you know. Um, it was that way, and I hope I'm hope I, I'm happy that that show kind of um, was part of that too. Um, but and it's a great collection of songs, and um, we've got a few songs from you over the past, you know, five years. After that, um, I think it came out with Baby uh, in 2019, a year later, which was is a great song as well. And then you kind of did a, a split EP with uh, a fire with friends where you guys covered each other's songs, which was also very cool. Yeah. Um, I think it was just, I, I want to say it came up in my Facebook memories today, as a matter of fact, um, where I think I featured, let me, let me see this, um, the song with you and Jermaine and. Oh, Serenity. Serenity. Yep. It was. Uh, so August 15th. Um, 2020, I played Serenity on the, I think for the first time. Wow. Yep. That's amazing. And you know that we shot that video in downtown Wilkes-Barre and it was like 96 degrees. It was terrible, but it was fun because you know, your company's good. You know what I mean? But 
Um, it was so hot. I thought I'd die. It was your heaven. That's the perfect place for you. I loved it. Matt was like chilling. <laughs> He's on the bench. But luckily we had like, <laughs> we had Jermaine there cracking jokes yeah. and Dan. And it, it was really, it was really great. And John's just a great person too. So it was good people. But yeah, that one of my favorite songs we've worked on. Serenity is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then just another example of like collaboration, like you said. Yeah. You know, like they wanted to involve everybody um, in that album and, you know, R&B kind of tie soul. And then you got straight rap with Jermaine, which I absolutely adore. Except I don't know if everybody knows this, but you caught a little bit of him singing on the Christmas album if you decided to listen to that. And that was, yeah. So he sang a little bit, um, but he doesn't like to tell people that (laughs) because he thinks it's going to ruin like his... His uh, image. His image. <laughs> yeah, He's well, like, don't tell anybody I sang on that. Well, all five of my listeners are going to fucking uh, hear that. I was going to say. Busted. Busted. Cats out of the bag. Busted, bro. <laughs> uh, and then, so, yeah, so Serenity, and then um, you just had a, a new release uh, a few days ago called Heal. Yeah, a week today, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, after that, like, full-length album, um, you never kind of put anything out like, you know, at that like level. It's been sure. like sporadic here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a reason for that, or is it just that life is fucking busy and the pandemic? I mean, you can't forget that, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, hundred percent the pandemic because I think we were planning on an album in twenty twenty because that's we dropped like we put out baby in hopes that like that would be like a little teaser towards an album, and um, then um the pandemic happened so there was that and then we experienced some loss you know and um that has heavily influenced the um album the newest album greatly here's theo he's the one that what's up um anyway so yeah so great loss i lived essentially in this home with my grandparents and they died within a couple of years of each other, only 72 and 64 years old. So oh, wow. you know, very young. Um, so that put writing on hold. Um, and then when I finally was ready to write, it's some heavy stuff. Um, but that being said, um, I, I wouldn't say, yeah, it definitely wasn't intentional. We're just now kind of saying that like the music needs to see the light of day because we probably have about seven seven or eight complete songs just chilling you know like ready you know um so we wanted to do we want to do another full length um hopefully in the early half of 2024 um that would be a really good goal um but yeah, there wasn't really other than regular life reasons and it just got put on the back burner. And I, I mentioned this before, but Matt really like hones in on music as his craft and he's always kind of like learning and he likes pedals and he likes the technology side of it. And with me, writing is like very personal and I have to be in a 
decent headspace to do so, like a creative headspace. And um, for me, processing grief and working and all of it, it, it just wasn't on the forefront. So for him, it's it's more of a chill kind of hobby, blah, 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 which not to downplay it. You know what I mean? That's not what I mean. But um, fuck myself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's uh, but he's always just kind of like playing with the guitar and just shredding because he's insane. But um, yeah, with me, it's more like. It's very like sacred writing for me, you know, it's very personal I have never written with another person like in that moment. It's always later on. I'd bring other people in, you know, so it's, it's, we're different in that way. We actually don't write together at all. Yeah. We, yeah, we really, we really don't. It's a collaborative effort, but we don't sit and we're not like throwing ideas off each other. And it's, it's, it's different than that. You know, I usually I'll write a song, take it to the studio and I'll record my uke parts and my vocals usually. And then he'll go in either with me or just separately and just add in everything else, bass, guitar, lead guitar, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I don't sound just weird for me because uh, I have the thing where you like see colors when you hear different sound. Okay. Right. So there's a name for that, but I never remember it. Uh, I don't know. Um, so each one of the songs, whenever, she, like, whenever I ask her what she wants, she'll tell me it, and then I have to ask her, "Well, give me like a season." Usually, I ask for seasons. Like, where do you see yourself? If, like, you're listening to this song. It's very visual for him. And then I add in the stuff I see in my head uh musically and 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 honestly like working with joe loftus is a dream same with jay preston like we i'm terrible at talking about what i want and they somehow make it happen yeah (laughs) like i'm I'm really bad at it i i just come right out with it um joe and joe and jay really have this kind of like honed in you know what mm -hmm. i mean I, I'm all for people like trying out different producers and different uh, studios studios just to see and experiment. But like the first time we were doing it with Joan, we listened to it. I'm like, that's kind of exactly what, what we wanted. I want, you yeah. know? So if it were kind of, I'm kind of like, if Nate broke, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And Joe and Jake get brought up, I think almost every other podcast I do. Um, yeah. They really, yeah, rightfully, yeah, created their job, and also just they've created a a community there as well. Um, tell me a little bit about Heal. Um, obviously, you know the 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 title kind of alludes to, you know, what it is, but um, so Heal is ultimately kind of a song about not cliches about grief and healing but you know time heals all wounds like those sayings that like are always brought up when it comes to healing um and just the process of healing um 
when I was writing the song, I originally, instead of having like an open instrumental chorus, I wanted to talk more about the core of the song, which was kind of like I was going to work every day, working with the elderly, which is my favorite population to work with. Um, and I noticed that by, you know, adding to their life, making them happy, um, it was healing me in return. Um, and that's really where the song kind of was born, I guess you could say. Um, it also dips into a little bit of self-awareness, which I try to do when I'm writing. Um, I think that might be the realest I get with myself is when I'm songwriting. Um, but yeah, heal is, heal is also oddly enough, very kind of like upbeat, mm -hmm. more of a sunny vibe, summery. Like I knew it had to be dropped in the summer. I was like, there's, yeah. this is a no brainer. And I was like, Oh, it's getting close. We got to drop it because, you know, it's still summer and I really wanted this to just be kind of a vibe. But, um, but yeah, so I was in a really bad place when I wrote Heal, but oddly enough, I, I wanted it to just sound like how I wanted to feel. Right. I wanted to feel light and upbeat and warm and I, I wanted all that. And so we threw all that into into the song and in turn kind of listening to the song does kind of take you to that place that I wanted to be in. Um, mm -hmm. So it's interesting how it turned out. And then once we found out uh, Jay played trombone, it was over. I was like, I always wanted trombone on one of our songs. So um, yeah, that was again, a no brainer when it came to Jay and he wrote all the parts. I think there's like four different, four different trombone parts throughout the song that he wrote just on the spot in the studio one night, yeah. which always blows my mind. But yeah, but yeah, that's kind of the gist with heal. Um, and you know, the last line is if it heals me, I'll wait. Like I'll do anything to feel better. Like I'll do anything to feel a little less empty. I'll, I'll, that's what I want. So that was like, it was really kind of like a daydream, you know, like daydreaming about, healing and feeling yeah. whole again you know well i mean oh go ahead Sorry. no go ahead i i arranged that with the thought in my head that i was in like um like a like knobles or something yeah with a happy mask on yeah and that's how <laughs> i kind of like wanted it to sound yeah like just like yeah so we're on the same page even though we're not yeah. that yeah. sounds terrifying <laughs> um yeah masks but, are terrifying i hate them i don't care what they are I, I, happy I'd sad be fine. i'd be fine if i never saw one again yeah this freaks me I out know. but i was gonna say you guys i mean you nailed it i mean when i listened to it like it was very it was a word i i thought to myself i couldn't i can i can't think of it now but just very light and not bubbly i can't think of the word it's kind um, of like airy airy yes yes like yeah there's like an atmosphere wispy i think maybe wispy yeah i don't know yeah, it's funny, like we we wanted to put like shiny, like shimmery parts in it. Like we wanted to get a little cheesy, mm -hmm. just like a hair. Mm -hmm. And I always I always wanted to shoot a video for heel. It hasn't happened yet. Um, but again, kind of a cheesy vibe where it's either we're at a roller rink or like a high school dance and just like everybody from the scene is there. 
like every cameo you could imagine. We got Jermaine, we got John, we got everybody, we got Ed, we got you, we got Joe. I want Joe to wear a powder blue suit. I want the disco ball to shine off his bald head. Gorgeous. <laughs> well, I, I want it to be so cheesy and cool, but well, I haven't got make that yet. real. I have I have access to a uh, skating rink. You do? I do. Yes, he would. <gasps> the stars would, have aligned. All I have to do is ask him, and he, I know he would. Uh, yeah, for sure. <gasps> That'd be cool. The only problem is I can't skate. <laughs> I haven't skated. In no, probably he's gonna have to use one of those like. You know, kitty bars, if they make them for... No, I can't even stand adults. up and skate. Can I ever tell you this? I went to, like, I wanted to skate really, really bad. It was about two or three years ago. So I went, went my with my friend Alex. Alex, is he used to play in Threat Point, if you remember them. He was a yep. guitarist. Yep. So I was like, Alex, I'm kind of jealous that people go skating. It seems really fun. We go with me. Just you and me. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Let's go to this. Let's go to the ice rink. Don't tell anybody. We went there. I put on skates. He put on skates. It was a nightmare. I yeah. couldn't even stand up. <laughs> I've so never put. I've never put ice skates on in my entire life. Oh God! Dang. Yeah, never once. But yeah, so Butch Feist, Butchy Feist, uh, he was actually on this uh, this podcast uh, back in June. Um, he's we will uh, definitely be in touch. Yeah. I think he would love that for sure. I, so. I would too. It's just getting everybody there at the same time that I'm worried about, you know, because yeah. I want, you know, James Barrett. I want, I want Vinny. I want everybody there. You know what I mean? So well, let's do it on a weekend in the, in the, uh, the winter even, um, just because people seem to be less busy. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good idea. That is a good you know? point. All right. Well now maybe we'll get the, I kind of like the idea of using the 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 roller rink, but I want it. I really want it like a high school. Yeah, like, we like the like idea prom. of like a prom setting, like a really like nineteen fifties, like no later nineteen sixties prom. I, I'm, I'm thinking like Back to the Future prom. Yeah, I'm like a seventies girl with yeah. like Dan Rosler as like one of the <laughs> one of the teachers. And like, okay, smoking <laughs> cigarettes with the kids out in the back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> This is all coming yeah, together. Yeah. I like this. Okay. Well, as long yes. as we have your approval, we might as well try. <laughs> I hope something happens. Me too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but uh, you, you say you have some some more ready to go. Um, and I, I always find it fascinating how people write. And you kind of said before, like you were like in a dark place. And uh, is writing for you like really therapeutic yeah totally i mean I, I would say like writing for me is it starts off like very meditative so nine times out of ten with my baritone ukulele i just find some chords in that moment that i like their progression i like the way they sound together and i'll start off just by kind of really like breathing and playing those notes just over and over by myself. And then usually that's when something kind of comes out of it. But it's like I said, it's very like meditative for me um, and private. So that's another part of it. Is it hard for you to share those after the fact, like with the public, you know, it's, with it being so kind of uh, close to you and private? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, 
sometimes it's even hard to show Matt. <laughs> like, it's like, it's so personal to me. Um, and I was so used to just playing it, playing songs alone for so long that that's still in me a little bit. Um, that kind of guarded nature, like it's a secret, but I, I'll maybe show you a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely therapeutic for me. Um, that's also why I can't just do it all the time. Right. You know, cause it's like in order to be in a space to get there, you have to, it's very specific, at least for me as a creative, but. Um, well, yeah. And it's funny. I just talked to Tatiana uh, two episodes ago. I, um, I saw that. Yeah. Her, her new song is fantastic. And uh, her boyfriend is also a musician, Marty. Um, and they kind of, you know, worked on that song together and she kind of talked about, you know, him having an influence and uh but we talked about you know writing songs like when you're happy versus sad and you know, she totally. was very said like you know she has to be like in a place that where she's not happy and i i said i'd never wrote a song before but i i have to imagine that i wouldn't be able to write a song if i was like happy it's she because i watched that part of the interview too and I completely related to her when she was talking about that. Um, I love the song as well. Um, but yeah, I wrote majority of my songs in some of my darker moments, my more isolated moments. And when you're happy, it's kind of like <laughs> the inspiration is totally different. It's like, right. um, and I guess that was what was different about Heal too, because I was having these moments where I was starting to kind of feel better. And um, that's where I kind of hit a wall with the song lyrically. Cause I was like, huh, okay. So I am in this dark place, but I want to feel better and I'm kind of feeling better. So it, um, it, it's definitely easier to write when you're not in a, you know, a happy mindset. I don't know why that happens really. I don't think it's like that for everybody. Um, I, but I, I, I'd go, I'd bet that it is. I don't know. I listen to music that's so like upbeat and funky and fun and like the lyrics are fun. And I'm like, this is interesting. And I always kind of wish that I could do that. You know, my grandmother, when she was alive, she goes, Jesus Christ, can you write a happy song? You know, that's the type of shit I'd hear constantly, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, it just doesn't work like that. It's just, that's just, you know, that's just not how it works. Yeah. Well, think about those songs you're talking about. It is those poppy songs that are probably written by somebody else that are just getting paid to write songs. Like that's just, it's just kind of like a machine. Uh, and then the, the, the professional singers uh, sing it. But I, yeah, I mean, for, I think for like a singer songwriter it's probably more often like going through something. And I mean, yeah. Blue October is, is a, one of my favorite bands and I, I mean, I love their current stuff now that he's sober, but like when he was fucked up and on drugs and going through divorce and, you know, custody battles and uh, I'm happy that he's not <laughs> in that space. I know exactly what you but, mean. Like that music was like awesome. Like you, yeah. you, you heard the, the, the pain in his voice and his lyrics and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, I, I'm so I'm happy he's not in that place. But um, 
you know, it's kind of, it's, it's uh, different to hear it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally understand that too. Um, I have certain artists that I like too, that when they were at their worst or like, like you said, like on drugs, it's like, oh, damn. But All good for you. I but yeah. I yeah. Anybody that's happy. Think about, yeah. think about the great music that we, you know, we've received is people on drugs. Totally. And you know, like occasionally drugs let you access parts of yourself that you don't normally access, you know? Yeah. So it's, um, I guess it's bittersweet. You could say. Yeah. Yeah. But so, so we're hoping for more music. I mean, this year or just or trying to focus on the we have a lot. Year. We have a lot, a lot. We a have lot. a lot, but there, there's a song in specifically that we want to release in the like the heart of fall, okay. like you know when it's really turning. Um, I love that. that. Yeah, well, yeah, I love that too. Which is partially why I want to do that. But the song is just is that the F song? Yes. Okay. I just pictured it just being fall. That's, that's a banger. Yeah, I'm actually it's, really it's, proud of that one. We will tell you a secret. It's called the forest. Okay. Um, so that's just like a little tidbit, but that's the song we want to release in the fall that, um, yeah, is, uh, that's on our radar for sure. Like everything else is definitely on the album, but in terms of singles where we want to kind of like grab people's attention or get them a little interested, like heel was a cool way to do that. But the forest is really kind of like, it's, it's exposing how intense the album is kind is going to be because it's yeah. different from the last one. Yeah, that's that's the only song we've I've ever finished getting done with and been like, oh wow, that's really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I still listen to it and I'm like, it doesn't feel like we've. I know, wrote I know anything. exactly what you mean. It's kind of, yeah, I don't know where it came it's, from. Yeah, it's big. It's like a. Yeah. Yeah, you'll just have to wait and see. All right, I mean? I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, we're thinking fall for another uh, single release and then hopefully, you know, early 2024 yeah. for an album. Cool. As long as we keep the momentum going and we kind of stay on it, because it's mm-hmm. easy to really get off track and lost, you know. And it's it's been helpful to work with artists, too, because... This is Juji. Um, we worked with artist Sierra Borden. <laughs> on our album and she um was awesome she did the cover art and then as you know jen from ion attraction did our lyric video so working with working with other artists helped me stay serious about this release you know and talking with you and talking with rich howells and just we needed the momentum to get back into it because like you said, it's been a while since we put out a release, which is strange because I think it hasn't felt like it's been that long. No. But I think also I've been working on other people's music. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was doing that like in the interim. So it's like I did James's whole album with him, series of mostly nothing. Um, which is great. I think I, we did. Yeah, love, love. So we did. Um, so we did that entire album in the mini house. Um, and it was funny because it was the middle of the summer. And if 
when we had to record vocals, we'd have to shut the air off. So we'd all be sweating. And um, your favorite. Yes. And we would take a break and just put the air on and be like, <laughs> and then have to sing again, shut it off. And it was like, it was such a mess, but it was also really great. Um, so working on that album, I think I'm, I worked on almost every song on that album. So it felt like I was still in the, in the like loop of everything. You know what I mean? Still in the game, sure. like musically and like working on Ty Soul's stuff and his song rainbow bridge. I'm not sure if you got to hear it yet, mm-hmm. but it will yep. break your heart into a thousand pieces and yep. then put it back together. And it's so lovely. I love um, that song. Yeah. So we worked on that. We worked on a bunch of different stuff behind the scenes. Um, so you've been busy. Been busy, but not yeah. not in the not in the forefront. Yeah, but you know, it's got to figure too. I mean, COVID stole years of our lives, and it's like totally. I feel like those like they don't even exist. Like they were two years sure. um, of just like like nothingness. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know? yeah. But yeah, it's 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 interesting to look back on. You know, I was working in healthcare at the time. Oh boy, uh, you know it was a very intense time and that that especially too like the lack of community and you know even if it was the right thing to do at the time it definitely hit especially the scene pretty hard um yeah i know that like it it definitely hit the studio too like no one was going to record and if they were it was it had to be very like strategic and Mm -hmm. um but yeah so yeah i feel like um like 2019 kind of ended with like this i don't want to say rejuvenescence but like i feel like it just like 2020 was set up to be like such a great year for music and i feel like you know uh, when i was uh, coming up like 0304 um there was a ton of venues, ton of bands. And then like 08, 09, like the DJs kind of took over because bars were failing. Economy sucked. They they didn't want to pay full bands. So it was easier to pay one person, but like, mm-hmm. like band, the band scene kind of just like started coming back. Like there was like yeah. a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah. And then 2020 came and, and I, I feel the, the same way. Yeah. Just yeah. like, it was terrible. Yeah, that's that's definitely a true observation. And I was always worried, like, uh, about musicians during that time, just because, as artists, um, you know, not only is recording and, and writing part of the the whole experience and kind of what you guys are, uh, what you guys do, but also performing it in front of people, and yeah. you know, sharing your music with people and. Really? People yeah, who do, do that, that for their living. Yeah, I and mean, you could do that with you know streaming videos, but like, you know, you can't. It's not the same it, thing, right? It was different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I felt extremely um, sad for the people who rely on it for a living too. Like, um, we aren't in a position to have our career be music, but um, the people who are gigging every week and that is their source of income. I felt the most for them yeah. um, truly during that time. That was tough. I know a couple like relief packages were, I think yeah. put out for like performers and other things like that. Um, but that was tough. And then we all got in the habit of like not performing. Like you said, like it was just like the, some people stayed 
in the loop and they were live streaming, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people made it seem effortless, like Ed. He'd always jump on there, play for two or three hours. Like, I'd be like, this is amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it changed everything. Um, yeah, it really did. I miss it. I miss playing. Because I, I have I have the kind of opposite of stage fright. Uh, when I'm on stage, I feel great. It doesn't bother me at all. Uh, but when I'm in a crowd, she'll tell you, I get like super anxious and weird and want to just kind of like go off and do a corner and make sure nobody's looking at me or touching me. Yeah. But when I'm on stage and everybody's looking at me, I'm like, this is fucking great. Hello. How are you? Yeah. He's again, we are opposites. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a nervous wreck typically on stage, depending on the crowd or the event. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But you guys compliment each other well. Yeah, I mean, I like to think so. Yeah. We like to think so. Um, but it's, uh, I'm not even fully in the swing of performing like I used to be. Um, we used to play a lot. Like, especially when we released the album, we were asked a lot to just play out. We were asked to be on bills and when the keys was open and mm-hmm. it was just, it was just, it feels like a totally different world. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes gigs are harder to come by now. Um, so kind of getting in the rhythm is a little bit harder. Yeah. We used to be playing someplace every week. It felt like yeah, twice a week, almost too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, um, we also teach on the side. We teach at Rockology and yeah. Wilkes-Barre. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. I teach voice and ukulele and Matt teaches guitar and bass. Um, and it's all, and it's all ages. So my youngest is four (laughs) and I think my oldest is about to be 59. Oh, wow. So it's a wide, yeah, it's a wide range, but it's, it also keeps us practicing music, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's, it's helpful. It keeps us from not falling out. For sure. Mm -hmm. And I, I always loved the, the ukulele. Yeah. What, uh, how did, how'd you pick that up? So when I was younger, I was really into creative writing. So I would do short stories. I would do poetry. I would enter into different competitions. And I was like heavily into just writing. But then when I kind of realized I might have a good voice and I like to sing, I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to sing, I need something to play to. Um, and at that time, it was kind of right when ukulele was becoming a thing. I guess you could say I used to watch Julia Noons on YouTube. She is a phenomenal artist. Um, she's really what inspired me to even try ukulele. Um, so the basis of the ukulele was it's a little easier than guitar at first. Um, and I knew I wanted something to sing to that wasn't a karaoke track or mm-hmm whatever um so that's really where it started and i just felt like i fell in love with the instrument and then years down the line i started off with the soprano which is the baby baby one that you see really most common in hawaiian music um Mm -hmm. 
a tiny one that sits up on your chest. Um, and then I just kind of graduated, moved on to concert, got and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now I play the biggest ukulele that they make, <laughs> a baritone. But um, so basically, I feel like the baritone is like my sole instrument. Like I really... I really love the tone of the baritone ukulele. It has two guitar strings, so it has a really warm low end to it, a really bassy low end, but it still has those nice highs of a ukulele. Um, so I just kind of fell in love with that instrument and it just became my thing. Um, I wrote a couple of the songs on guitar, but I found that because guitar is more challenging for me, I was focusing more on the guitar than the creative process of my own, I guess you could say. Um, whereas ukulele is very comfortable to me. So that allows me to get into that headspace a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I still play guitar and everything, but yeah, ukulele is just kind of my thing. Um, especially, like I said, the baritone, it's gor a gorgeous instrument. Yeah. Brett Alexander of the Badleys plays mm -hmm. that. Uh, mm -hmm. I always loved it with that group too i don't know what it is about it's funny because my mom always wanted me to take when i was younger uh banjo lessons oh nice i was i was a kid in sports i had no interest in in playing <laughs> well banjo i mean i don't know i don't know what she would what i would have said if she said uh guitar probably still no but like where she came oh. out with banjo is like beyond me i wish that's amazing she was she into bluegrass i don't know i don't know <laughs> I don't know. Banjo. You know, we was... like a bluegrass. We like a bluegrass. Yeah. I love, I'm also a sucker for mandolin. I love mandolin. I try to throw it in as many of our songs as it'll kind of fit in. Um, I do not play mandolin. My uncle plays mandolin. And then Joe from the studio, he doesn't actually play. He just like learns when we need it. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Uh, it really is. But, um, but yeah, I, that's another instrument. I am a total sucker for um now that i'm thinking about it brett might play the mandolin not the ukulele oh yeah i mean it's easy to it's easy to get them confused too but um and a lot of people play both you know like ukulele is depending on what level you're playing at it can be more beginner but it it also gets really challenging too so yeah um but yeah now, how about the two of you i mean relationships in general could be difficult at times. Now totally. you're adding you're adding a second uh, dimension of a relationship being in a, a band together. How, how does that work out? Um. <laughs> well, I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we we have like these kind of unspoken rules that we follow all the time. Like we don't tell each other to shut up. We make sure we don't. Uh, make each other feel like what they're feeling or what they're going through isn't important even though we may not understand it and we try to be open to whatever we're saying we just try to like empathize with each other yeah and we're like it it helps because we were friends first so mm -hmm. it's like yeah. we have that friendship um which important. i definitely cherish um and it's funny, the first couple years of our relationship were really hard. So some of the songs were written like when I was upset with him or when I was upset about something in general. And it's like, 
we we don't talk about it. It's very weird. Like it's like we don't talk about it. And it's same with like songs that I wrote before. It's not yeah. like you don't we don't go into like explaining things too much with each other. Right, it's no. just like this is a bond that we have and it's kind of like an unspoken yeah. bond. And like don't get me wrong, if he does something I don't like, especially like musically, I will be like I don't like that shit. Knock yeah. that off. Like that's not the vibe I'm going for. Um, um, so it kind of helps in that sense too, or we could be totally real with each other. Like um, I'm actually trying to convince him to do like an instrumental project because he's just so creative and he listens mostly to instrumental music. Um, so that, that's another thing, but as far as we, you know, it's, a lot of the songs are based upon relationships. Um, and like I said, they're not spoken about in like totally. He's not like, Oh, what did you mean when you wrote this? No, I know. Like, that's gonna, never like, that's I was gonna not say that. Like if you brought a song to the, the table and he's like, he's like, yeah, it's very yeah like, I want to kill my partner. Like, like if it sounds you know I mean? good. I don't care what the fuck she says about me. <laughs> if it sounds so, good, you eat it. Yeah. Hello. So basically, he um, wants to go to bed. I'm sorry. That's why he's doing this. That's okay. So, um, yeah. In the beginning, like I said, we were going through rough patch. Matt, Matt was having some really bad mental health problems that were really affecting our relationship. Um, so occasionally he would be an asshole and then we'd have to play a gig. So that's when I was like, this is why I play by myself. We can't be doing this. Da, 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 da. But like now way down the line, it's like, we are, in, we're in such a different space that it is, it's, it's absolutely just very, um, it's very um, easy, easy, organic. It's very um, open it's yeah. there's no pressure which i like a lot yeah. um cuz i put pressure on myself constantly <laughs> so it's nice to have um you know a safe space to kind of do that um and create together but yeah in the beginning it might have been a little awkward cuz i was writing songs about how big of a dick he was yeah. <laughs> that's so funny I and just he's just like it. and he's just playing guitar yeah. like yeah this picture okay. like that's a weird lyric. I guess I'll just keep going. Then. <laughs> yeah, what so was that funny. chord again? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Run that back one more time. <laughs> That's funny. That's uh, great, though. It's great. Well, that, that that reminds me. This is actually very off topic. Um, I have ADHD, but um, <laughs> there's a there's a uh, TikTok of this guy. He it's girlfriend and boyfriend in the car, and they're like rap bat like rap battling each other, mm -hmm. and uh. She does this verse, and then he says, "I'm sitting in the car with a big old bitch," and, <laughs> and she's like, oh, "Big old bitch." <laughs> it just reminded me of that. I just say that it's funny because I say the dumbest things. I feel like all the time, constantly. Uh, That's what we do. It's what we do. I mean, like I said, life is short. You can't take it too seriously. It's just no, no. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And it's stupid. You just got to try. Life is dumb. <laughs> Life is yeah. stupid as fuck. It's like dumb shit that happens. I promise I'm very introspective and deep. 
He tells it like it is. Just as fucking dumb and stupid. (laughs) Nobody really gives a fuck about anything that anybody does. They just want to pretend like they do. Shut the fuck up. Mind your own business. You know what I mean? Okay, this is why I do interviews alone. No, this is this is great because he's he's not wrong. Like I mean, he's not wrong. Social social media has like made everything that he just said like people think that like they matter or totally. people think they're mad that's my biggest problem with well the world no right and now. it's no it's like i like it because it keeps people connected but when i listen to matt talk he brings me down to earth in terms of like hey no one's gonna care if you ripped your stockings and that like no one really cares you know right. what i mean like not in a malicious way but in like everyone's in their own dream as one of my author my favorite authors writes everyone's in their own dream all the time Mm -hmm. and we're all just kind of existing with each other and you know um that's how i think of it anyway matt says life is dumb but that's what he means i think like life is good life is good don't be wrong yeah but dumb shit all the time happens and it's (laughs) not worth like worrying about anything ever yeah so he he brings me down to earth what will be will be he you know he reminds me not to take stuff so seriously, you know, laugh more and just don't make a big deal out of everything, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you can't do everything for everybody, you know? So it's hard. Oh, it's totally hard. And hard. you have a family and a career. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm no different. That's, that's, that's a success. That's a successful. Yeah. You know. It's just, it's, it's stressful. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like, it's I am constantly wondering, like, am I being a good enough dad? Am I being a good enough husband? Am I doing sure. enough of this? Am I doing enough of that? Am I doing too much? Uh yeah, just like you're doing fine. no, but the, no, but the fact that and you the fact fine. that you even think about those things, that's a testament to like how good you are. Because yeah. if you if you didn't give a shit and you didn't consider it and you didn't consider your efforts, that would make you yeah, well, so I I've I've been getting angry a lot lately, and I don't know why, but I will actually I kind of no because like I I see other people just like skating by and like not putting the work in, and I, yeah. when I say work, like whether it's your job or being a husband or a wife or a mom or a dad, like you're not like you're not in it a hundred percent, and it's like it makes me mad, and I shouldn't like my biggest thing right now, and I, what I've I, I talk to people at work sometimes and. What I've recognized is I, I need to stop caring about what other people are or aren't doing. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe I need to take a, a break from social media because I think I'm getting caught up. And like, it's not even consciously. It's just like, you know, you you start scrolling your phone. You're seeing, you know, this this person, that person. or And even being your, scrolling. Yeah, even <laughs> in your day-to-day life. You're just like, you know, why, why do you get to like slack? And like everyone else is like, yeah. you know, doing the hard work. It's like. Totally. I shouldn't care. I shouldn't care. Well, and it's okay if you care, but you know, you can't let it consume you. And yeah, it's it also me. it also boils down to like what you can control and what you can't, you know. So right. like I gotta I chill. Have, yeah. So that's chill. like that's what it boils down to. And so much of our time is with things we can't uh actually control and i am also speaking for myself so you know we're all human um but 
Yeah, definitely relatable. And you're doing a great job. And like I said, the fact that you even wonder if you're doing enough, that says it all. Thank you. But yeah, it's more just like stress. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Stress. Yeah. Like I had to figure out where I was putting my kid in kindergarten this year. And it's like, am I making oh. the right choice? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's it's that's scary. Yeah. That's you never know what the right, you know, there's no and there's no wrong. There's no wrong. There's it's no just like wrong. There's no there's no like book that answers every question for parenting either. Yeah. Like there's no you just got to do what's right in the moment, I guess. You know, I'm not a parent. I'm a pet parent, but Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different set. Yes. Three three dogs at 90 90 pounds each. That's that's a uh, that's a challenge. Yeah. And we have a hamster named Rodney, aka Hot Rod. Because <laughs> he goes really fast in that wheel. Yeah, I had I had a, a hamster when I was younger, and I don't know. I, I wanted one, and my parents let me get one, and my I think my dad reluctantly <laughs> let me get one. And I I look back now, and like I remember having to clean that thing, like and piss in oh. the corners and shit. Yeah, I hated that. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah. was so bad. Yeah. No, it's um, it's really honestly, it's super chill because we have a really big cage, yeah. so or enclosure, whatever. Um, yeah. so we have, and like it's just like more of a monthly. It's it's huge, so like it's more, it's more manageable, and yeah. it's not like, and I didn't realize like, I I did a lot of research on hamsters, <laughs> and like I didn't realize how much uh, like enrichment they need. Like they need a lot of enrichment so different type of things to chew and climb and it's like they, they say they need like an average of like eight different types of enrichment within their enclosures like it's pretty amazing um so anyway hot rod is very fast mm-hmm. and he's more of our dog's pet than ours though yeah our dogs love him so they just sit and watch him run run and have fun and they sit at the his little house and pant and he does have a couch he has a leather couch. Well, it's pleather, <laughs> but it it is so cute you could die. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a real life replica of a couch. That's he, the only reason why she got the hamster. I swear to God, it's because she saw the she saw the stupid couch. Yeah, and she's like, "How cute is that?" And then three days later, she goes. She was with Summer. She bought that goddamn hamster. <laughs> Didn't even tell me until she came home. She's like, don't be mad. Yeah, that's what they do. He's like, do you have something living? <laughs> I'm like, mm. you know, it's funny. If you had a cat, they wouldn't be as uh, good together. Like the dogs are like, okay, what is this? This is fine. Yeah, but yeah, a cat yeah. would be like, you're dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always well, thought cats, it was neat how like they put all that food in the mouth and then they would punch it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. And it's ridiculous um, because like no one's going to take it. Like it's yours. You can have it. And he just stuffs his cheeks and runs. Right. Like it's like, bro, we are, yeah. we got your back. Like we brought you here. <laughs> we'll give you like, more. Not, we'll give you more if you really want it. But, um, but yeah. So three dogs and a hamster. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I won't keep you. I know your dog's going to go to bed. <laughs> He's this is, him, so this is hard. every night. He's pouting so hard. He is a he is a big baby. They are, but he they're was, fun. He was the runt of the he was the runt of the litter. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was going to pick a different dog because I had one in my arms and I saw all the other ones playing and he was just sitting there watching them so sad. And I said, I want that one. I want yes. that one. Our, my, one of my coworkers accidentally had puppies. She's like, hey, don't put the dogs together. And then the kids did. And they were like, yeah. well, we have puppies now. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> nature took its course. Yeah. Yes, it did. But yeah. um, it's it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, so I don't I don't want it to end. I can't believe it's been a, an hour and a half almost. Almost. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. amazing. Time. Time really. It doesn't we, exist. It's we not covered real. it. We covered it. You know. Yeah. Well, where did the name come from? Sweet Nest. Sweet Nest. So I I have always <laughs> it's kind of funny, but I've always had a sweet tooth. I've always called my loved ones sweetie or sweetheart. Um, and the one day I was kind of just doing some wordplay and I was like, huh, I kind of like adding nest to the end. And it was also like, I would call, I would call my grandma like sweetness, like N-E-S-S. So mm-hmm. it, it all just kind of ended up working out. And one day I just kind of wrote it together and I said, hmm, cause I had a couple other ideas and for a while I wanted to just go by my name, but I was like, Ugh. you had another idea that I really liked. Do you remember what it was called? Good heart. No. Good heart was what I was originally going to write under, but um, yeah, my name was like almost never an option. I'm like, little, Amanda Rogan. No one's going to listen. Little. Oh, small victories. Small victories. I liked that one too. Yeah. But I think that is. A, I think we ran into the issue where like there's already six other bands like yeah. that have it and yada, yada, yada. But I love what we ended up with and um, got to do some collage work for the album, which is like one of my favorite mediums. Um, so hoping to do something like that for the, the full length too. Um, but time will tell, you know, but yeah, it's a different sound we're going to be working with. Yeah. I hope everybody likes it. Well, I, I just had this discussion, may have been today. Uh, and I was yesterday. We we're talking about Fallout Boy and how yeah. this person liked the like the early Fallout Boy versus the you know later years. And it's like totally. you know, who that's fair, right? But like, you know, who are we to to tell an artist to like, you know, keep doing the same thing? Like mm-hmm. that's not fair. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand. I completely understand what you're talking about. Um, just because I listen to artists that I feel the same way, or I like every era of them. Like it's like, oh, this is when they did this. This is when they like. I I love that when artists kind of make it work in whatever phase they're in at the time. Um, but as an artist, it, you worry. You want everything to be. Um, liked received well um yeah but our our sound is definitely evolving it's becoming a little more complex a little more intense um yeah so yeah the the last album i came in and the songs were like hers i was just adding to them right she had them written but this time we had a few like that but there's a few where I just kind of went in with Joe and wrote a song and then she's writing lyrics to them whenever that would happen. Cause sometimes I usually just go in with Joe and nothing in mind. 
I don't, I don't even, I just, I just go there. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'll start off with like a, a riff or maybe something I'm playing with in my head. And we'll go from there. And they usually come out with a, probably about a song every time I do it. Yeah. And it's nice because it shifts our perspective too, because like he said, until now, the reason I even chose the name is it was every song I had written up until when I wanted to release it. So it's like, until now was all my completed songs. Maybe not all of them, but those select few up until that point where I was ready to record and um, release them. And now, again, he can go in and do an instrumental and then I can kind of use that to get into my space that I need to be in and it goes from there. But it's, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's said, always interesting. Yeah, you said the word perspective and I like, I love perspective, <laughs> like on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Just earlier tonight, I was across the street at my neighbor's house and I was looking at my house, which I never do, right? I'm always like, mm-hmm. you're always like coming out of your house, looking across sure. the street. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, this is a, a neat perspective. Like, this is something I don't yeah. see all the time. And I think like perspective in general, like whether, no matter what it is. Yeah. It's such it's a such cool a shift. Like, Yeah. It's such a cool like perspective. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't, sometimes you don't even think you have that option to see things so differently. You know what I mean? It's like even something as basic as looking at your house from across the street. Like, it's like, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's my favorite thing about music because yes, exactly. I I like to reimagine songs in my head from how somebody else wrote them. Maybe it has a different meaning to me, but then when I find out like the original meaning behind it that's just a nice little perspective yeah you know i like that i like to think that our songs do that for people too we try to keep it like like up in the air with meaning wise i feel like especially the new ones you can just kind of interpret them as you will um and i've been trying this thing where i i bought this book called the dictionary of obscure sorrows sorrow 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 <laughs> and it's just it's it's a bunch of words that you've never heard of that give that it's things you feel but you didn't know they had a word for them like yeah. like oh the thought of going somewhere but you can't go back there or and that's what this word means or so it's mm-hmm. feelings that we feel already um we just don't we just don't know they have a name for them or a word for them and so that's what this book is that he uses sometimes and he'll just kind of flip through and like stop on a page and just kind of like get into that headspace and again shift his perspective into and then that results in something creative and sometimes it it gets released for other people to experience too you know Mm -hmm. that's one super cool thing about music is just uh you know, people can hear what they hear. And that's like life in general too. Like, you know, I could write words and you can read them differently than how I, you know, mean for them too. And you can write music that, it, you know, means one thing to you and it's different to me. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a crazy thing this life is, but uh, yeah, and it's, it's fun. And it, it is. Um, and sometimes I, sometimes I'm very direct with like my lyrics and other times I'm not. And like, that is somewhat intentional. Um, but sometimes I don't know what I'm even trying to say. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm trying to kind of get perspective of myself. Like, it's kind of like, 
being able to see myself through a different lens or, you know, what I might be going through or what I'm trying to say comes out in a different way. Um, so yeah, music is definitely, um, as we know, very powerful. Um, so grateful to have it grateful. I'm grateful that I grew up, um, at a time where music and art were in the schools heavily, especially elementary school. Um, I've been singing since I'm five. I've been playing recorder since I was in first grade. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I'm, I feel really lucky to have grown up in that time when music and art was so embedded in schools. Um, because I, I don't know. I was also a sports kid. I played soccer for 11 years. Um, so I don't know what would have happened if I never found music, but thank God. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's why we brewed pop goes Porter. One dollar hey, of every pint. Circle back, sold. baby. Circle back. Get a callback going. Come on now. <laughs> no, but I mean, people, when, I, when we did that and the, it was such a, a uh, it was received so greatly. They were like, so like the community was so like grateful. Like, like you know, like if I didn't find music, I, I would probably be, you know, in a ditch somewhere or whatever. And it's just like, yeah. you know, it's, it's sad that like those programs are the first things to get cut or, Absolutely. Um, they're so important. I mean, absolutely. That's why I do this because I, I can't perform music. I can't write songs. Um, so like, this is like my way to. You're like, a music like, lover though. You know love, what I mean? And that's it. all that matters. Um, like that's where we all connect, whether you play an instrument or not. Like we yeah. are all music lovers. We take, we respect music as an art. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's August. Um four like well i was gonna say what three and a half months four and a half months left of the year mm-hmm. what's uh what's the store for i know you mentioned another like one more song this year like in the fall uh any shows lined up for the rest of the year or are we kind of just um, so we are playing, we are playing playing the burning roses fest uh this saturday okay. um the 19th at naog park um and as for future shows, they're in the talks, but no dates have been um, nailed down. Um, we kind of have been just taking time to process, you know, the new single and try to promote, which is so difficult. Um, luckily, we've had some help from members of the community do write-ups for us and playlisting and just all the stuff that comes along with, you know, doing music. Um so yeah, we we're looking forward to playing shows. Um, we are looking forward to hopefully getting a full band set up at some point. Um, and definitely for if we do an album release show, we will have a full band set up for that. Um, sure. So those are some things. And then, like I said, that single in the fall, most likely October. Um, okay. But we'll see. You know. The forest. Looking forward to that. Yeah, but we'll enjoy heal while uh, we wait for that. Yeah, and, uh, I'm, I'm hoping you do. Yeah, and then we'll hopefully we'll see that music video materialize. Hey, yeah, I think you might have just put it in motion because it's well, just been it's just been in my head for like months, months, and every yeah. time I hear the song, I see everybody just like yeah, and I'm just like I I don't know how to make this happen, but maybe. We'll bring it to life. Gotta do it. And it's fun. Like music videos is fun. For sure. Yeah. That's like S. Dakota's new video. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, really well done and really a lot of fun. 
was kind of again crazy. it's like it's like a heavy song yeah and then they just had fun with the video so i love like the duality of that yeah. as well so yeah art is amazing it, really it is. is it is it is we i encourage anybody to engage in it as often as possible and my therapist talk but it's about the process not the product mm-hmm. so just even if you're just gonna jump in just jump in and don't worry don't put the pressure on yourself you know like it's it's awesome to have some kind of outlet like that so yeah yeah well thank you again for doing this um well, thank you for asking be, yeah it was great to be able to to chat with you guys i feel like we've never been able to talk like this never, never. not once never it's usually like really loud music playing i know and it's <laughs> a lot of friends and a lot yeah. of people a lot of yeah remember i so saw this you guys was, at, was nice. yeah so i remember seeing you guys at the uh the drive-in show but that was yeah. a quick, quick like hello yeah. and goodbye so mm-hmm. i'm sure i've seen you once or twice since then but um yeah, yeah it's tough totally so yeah but check out sweet nest on the all the streaming services until now was a great album is a great album um i strongly encourage everyone to start with that because it's just it's phenomenal and then baby was a great song and, and everything you guys have done. It's just been awesome. So um, looking forward to uh, some more new music and um, hopefully I'll see you guys. I like, got a show like performing. Um, I know you did that one show for me, at the uh, alt is underground at Carl Hall. Was, oh yeah. Miss Carl Hall too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll catch a, a show soon. Yeah, we would love that. And thank yeah. you for the kind words and the great conversation. Yes. It was a pleasure talking to those I respect. So, Aww. Ditto. So, All right, I my will, friend. Yes. Have a good night. Put the dogs to bed. Yeah, <laughs> Stick around for two seconds when we're done here. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. We'll see you. Bye.